0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, it is my privilege to welcome not just a very, very dear friend, a fellow IPO member, but someone who's made it big in the real estate business, Prakash Gurbaksani. Prakash, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you too. Prakash is the founder and CEO of QVC reality company. He spent 37 years in real estate construction. He has uh, invested in internet and BOP companies in USA and India. And as I mentioned, he's a fellow member of the YPO. So Prakash, tell me, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or your career?
1: I think the first key milestone I would say is uh, when I left India to go to US, mm-hmm. so I graduated in 1983. Mm-hmm. And then in 83, I went to US to do masters. And I would say the second key milestone is uh, when I came back, mm-hmm. because if I had not come back, I think life would have been very different. Okay. So 1997, I came back uh-huh. uh, after spending 14 years there. Uh-huh. And everything was fine, you know, we were all well settled until one day I decided that we are going back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, and the third uh, key milestone really, you know, QVC is in January will be 14 years old. Okay. So, I have, uh, you know, along the way I did enough uh, startups, companies, this, that. Finally, I uh, started QVC in 2007. Uh-huh. And I think this is my last gig. Okay,
0: <laughs> so uh, you know, tell me, you know, you you said that you went to the US and then you came back. What was your motivation to return to India after spending fourteen years in USA?
1: So motivation really was I, uh, you know, I grew up in a business family in Nagpur, mm-hmm. and nobody in my family had ever uh, done what let me quote unquote a job. mhm yeah. So I was the only guy who was uh, technically in a job, although in US. Okay. But so I always had this thing that you know I need to go do something on my own. Correct. And so I'm not a, I'm not a techie guy, right? Mm-hmm. So US, you heard a lot of these success stories, but they were all from the tech background. Correct. Where people small companies became hugely huge, and then you know people made. Millions and billions of dollars in Mm. stock options and Mm. this and that because all these companies, uh, right from a Microsoft to Cisco to all these, you know, back uh, they all started in seventies and Mm. eighties when they were very, you know, they were startups. Correct. So the opportunities I had were really traditional opportunities Mm. to do some type of a trading business, you know, that type of stuff. Okay. And construction is very. A tough business in US mm. because highly liability driven correct so you could not just start your own construction company mm. so so an opportunity came up and really i mean that is why i came back okay. is we have our common friend pradeep ka mm-hmm. so pradeep and i actually went to college together okay so so he would keep telling me, "Boss, you come back. You know, you can do this, do that." And you know, he has a very successful business Correct. in the micro line. Yeah. So that time he was starting a new company, mm-hmm. which was not a tech company, which was kind of like a quasi, you know, operations-driven uh, company where the idea was to do tech-related trade shows. Mm-hmm. So I actually relocated back to work with him to run that business.
0: Okay, very interesting.
1: 1997. Very interesting.
0: So yeah. Prakash, let's talk about QVC Realty Company. First, tell me what does QVC stand for?
1: So QVC stands for quality and value for customer.
0: Okay, terrific. I didn't know that. <laughs> so tell me about uh, quality and value for customer Realty. Company.
1: So, so, you know, uh, my old background is construction. Mm-hmm. When I came back here, I didn't get into construction because construction is a messy business. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate that I worked with Pradeep. and I did uh, two BPO startups. These are early days of call center. At that time they didn't call it business process outsourcing that they call it now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then uh, what happened was in 2005, they deregulated real estate. Mm-hmm. So until 2005, foreign companies or foreign capital could not be invested into real estate in India Okay. and real estate companies in India could not raise foreign capital. Hmm. So so you had private equity funds, but they only invested in non deregulated industries. Okay. <clears throat> so when they opened in 2005, I thought, you know, this business will change now hmm. and you cannot start real estate without capital. No. Now the problem I had that in India people knew me as a, a BPO kind of BPO guy. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembered the construction background. Correct. So so I couldn't have gone and raised capital mm. because people have said you know you have no experience. Mm. So an opportunity came again where there is a large company in US called Tishman. Okay. Tishman is a very large uh, developer
0: mm-hmm.
1: when uh, the real estate business got deregulated mm. they formed a joint venture with ICICI ventures right to invest 700 million dollars in uh, in india okay so they were looking for a ceo and somebody gave them my my name mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay so so they contacted me and i ended up joining them so i made that transition into real estate okay and then very quickly after that, I raised capital from ILFS to start QVC. Fantastic. We raised, we raised $100 million as a startup.
0: Incredible. Okay. So, Prakash, tell me, you know, real estate traditionally in India has been a very murky business. And yet, when organized players like you have stepped in, you're beginning to change it. How is this happening?
1: <clears throat> so, I would say the business today. Mm-hmm is dramatically different mm. than the real estate business of 60s 70s 80s and probably 90s correct okay mm. now so earlier there were two issues mm. one is you had murkiness on the developer side mm. and then you had murkiness on the other parts of the ecosystem, correct? Including approvals, is that. Today, by and large, if you go to tier one developers, mm. and for that matter, I'm just saying tier one, tier two. Yeah. I mean, there are always exceptions. Sure. Okay. Sure. By and large, there is no murkiness from the developer side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the murkiness in the rest of the ecosystem Hmm. I think is improving day by day. Okay. Yeah, it's getting better. Fantastic. And you know, you are you are predominantly
0: a residential player, isn't it? That's right. So my question to you is how do you compare the growth of commercial real estate versus residential real estate in our country over the last say 10 years?
1: So clearly, you know, they are this kind of uh, somehow related mm-hmm. the commercial real estate one boom mm-hmm. is from the it and back office type of work mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so you have all these uh, uh, you know large uh, indian tech companies large foreign tech companies you have uh, back offices set up here so that created a boom in the commercial real estate, mm-hmm. and cre- clearly created a boom in employment.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Similarly, as different sectors got deregulated,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, when when we were growing up, there was one telecom, BSNL. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you can see how how big telecom is today. Correct. So obviously that has impact on commercial real estate, mm-hmm. employment has impact on residential real estate. Mm-hmm. So as the economy grows, all mm-hmm. three sectors grow.
0: Fantastic. My next question to you is that, you know the younger people today, they are all renting homes, they're not wanting to buy because they're looking at what is happening immediately. They're not looking at rental yields, etc what are your thoughts i mean how what what impact will this have on real estate or residential real estate
1: the younger generation mm-hmm. i mean they are renting for two reasons mm-hmm. okay one is they are probably not sure themselves where they will settle okay because there's a lot of mobility correct right? but i think the real issue is affordability
0: mm.
1: i mean I would say a very small percent of people Mm. uh, would say that I don't want to own a house. I see. Okay. Mm. Especially with what has happened now in Mm. this last one year. Mm. uh, I think people have realized how important it is to actually own a home. Correct. Rather than
0: uh, rent, be at the mercy
1: of the landlord Mm. who Mm. can throw you out. So, So I think the younger people definitely would like to own a home mm-hmm. uh, as long as they can afford it mm-hmm. and and you will see because of that you will see in lot of big cities or mm-hmm. the major metros in india mm-hmm. you will find a category of affordable homes now okay okay so these homes are priced affordable mm-hmm. they are a little smaller
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, earlier You know, you couldn't have imagined building uh, studios or one bedrooms in India Mm -hmm. just because the nature of the business was such. Mm -hmm. See, earlier people bought homes when they retired, they Mm -hmm. used their PF money. Yeah, right? Correct. There was no concept of mortgage in India, right? You could not get a home loan. Mm -hmm. So, with all that changing, smaller homes you uh, you know younger people can buy and then as the family grows as the income grows they upgrade hmm. earlier you never upgraded most families got a home and then that is that was their home for their whole life
0: correct correct
1: so so a lot of this is clearly moving the way the western uh, real estate uh, ownership is
0: very interesting and you know I've also been reading somewhere that because of the lockdown and people work from home. The
1: demand of the
0: younger people is now for larger homes.
1: What are you? Yeah, your because yeah, because you need some private space to work. Hmm. I mean, you cannot be. You can work from your kitchen table for an hour, hmm. but you cannot work on the kitchen table for nine hours with everybody else coming and using that kitchen.
0: Well said. So, Prakash, tell me now. You know, as you were building the real estate business, and as you just said that you know the, the tier one developers are changing the game plan. What are some of the core values you believe in for your business?
1: So, my core values in my name. Okay. Okay. So, if you see, a lot of the developer real estate companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are named after the promoters. Mm-hmm. Lot of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I started the business, I mean I would have called it anything. Correct. And uh, I said, you know, I'm very clear this business is not known for focusing on the customer and quality. Hmm. This business is such that uh, every buyer can has a you know real estate horror story.
0: Hmm.
1: And. Uh, the whole home buying experience is so messy
0: mm.
1: you are just lucky you got got the house correct because you have you know 20 other people who never who paid money and never got anything
0: absolutely right absolutely so, well, there, are, there are horror stories of real yeah stories.
1: yeah yeah so i mean fortunately now the system is very different mm. especially with the regulations like rera this mm. that has put a lot of uh, Discipline into the whole process. Hmm. I mean, earlier, otherwise it was just free for all. Hmm. So our core values are in the name. Well said. Quality well and value for customer.
0: Well said. So follow up question with that is that what is your leadership style?
1: So, so my leadership style, uh, I would say, on certain aspects of the business are very is very hands on. Mm-hmm. And then there are other aspects, it is very hands-on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where I'm completely hands-on mm-hmm. is my investor relations, customer issues, mm-hmm. and uh, I would say cash flow. So these three things are completely hands-on. Mm. Everything else, I mean, I'm involved, but not as hands-on. Okay. So I will give you. Uh, I, I, I don't have any scheduled review meetings. Hmm. Okay. So I don't have a monthly review, weekly review, hmm. quarterly review, nothing. Hmm. So I, I do my review hmm. as and when I need it. It could be, you know, three times in a week, hmm. may not happen in a month, okay. depending on what is happening. But I have I have a pulse of what's going on.
0: Fantastic. Fortunately, we are small
1: enough for me to be able to have that pulse.
0: Fantastic. So tell me, you know, tell me about a few of your iconic projects that you have done.
1: So in in real estate, uh, we have three projects, mm. and uh, it's just funny. You would think that uh, when when you are uh, a startup company. Mm. Generally, you do small projects before you graduate to big projects. Okay. But it just so ended up happening. Mm -hmm. Our smallest project is 82 acres. Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And the largest project is 153 acres. Incredible. So we have uh, these three. One project is, uh, you know, residential gated uh, villa Mm -hmm. community in Bangalore. One is a 106 acre township in Gurgaon we are doing, and then there is another 153 acre township where we are building villas
0: in Gurgaon. Wow. 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 Amazing. Amazing. And one more question before I move to some questions for you personally, you know, you must be hiring a lot of people in your team. What do you look for when you hire someone?
1: So we uh, actually our core team is very small
0: mm-hmm. because
1: a lot of work is outsourced. Correct but when i hire people you know i only uh, look for one or uh, uh, two things mm-hmm. okay one is uh, clearly number one is integrity
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay mm-hmm. and number two is whatever their role is mm-hmm. they have to be able to take ownership of that
0: role okay that's it okay
1: well. now we are here to help and make sure everybody succeeds but they have to take ownership
0: okay and my last question to you on, on the business is you know we did speak a little bit about millennials but how are millennials and the gen z is coming up how are they changing
1: the business of real estate so i think there are two uh, aspects to the business right one is actual development mm-hmm. Where you have to go buy land and then design and construct and stuff like that, correct So clearly there they don't necessarily have a role hmm. Now their role comes in because ultimately there are customers hmm. in what type of services and amenities you provide? correct right So how can you use tech to provide services, what type of amenities? common areas, amenities, clubhouses, swimming mm. pools, gyms, mm. and more importantly, post completion management. So now there are great tools to make sure that uh, you can pay your bills online, you can pay through an app, you can pay your maintenance through an app, you can order services. So those things are significantly more impacted because of okay. them than pre delivery.
0: Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So Prakash, I'm now going to move to the second part of our conversation, which are some questions for you personally. Okay. My first question is that, you know, 14 years in America, built a successful real estate company. What does success mean to Prakash? So, you know, now
1: (laughs) I'll be 16 a few months. Okay, I'm 16. So,
0: Hmm.
1: So, today, I mean, success to me means that uh, you know. Uh, for me personally, what it means mm-hmm. is my ability to honor all my commitments. Mm-hmm. If I tell you something, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and if I am able to deliver it exactly like I told you, mm-hmm. then I think for me that is success. Okay. And in my business today. Mm-hmm. Other measure of success for me is whether we owe anybody any money. Okay. <laughs> okay. Correct. So, so, fortunately, we don't. Oh. So, so, I'm pretty happy. Okay. So, okay. those are the measures. Rest and okay. the rest are numbers.
0: Okay. My second question to you is uh, you know, that you keep doing so many different things, you're building more bigger projects. What inspires you?
1: I think. I don't have any. uh,
0: I don't have anything else to
1: do. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) For lack of a a better better reason. Okay. Okay. I cannot. uh, I cannot sit at home. Okay. I cannot work from home. Hmm. I. I don't have a laptop. Hmm. Oh really? Okay. (laughs) Okay. And I have not had a laptop probably in fifteen years. Wow. Okay. So I like to come to work, I like to sit, so whether I'm productive, not productive, it's where I meet people. So so I don't need inspiration. I just don't have anything else to do. Okay? So I keep showing up to work.
0: Well said, well said. My next I've got time for two more questions for you. My next question is on failure. And I asked this from many of my guests. You know, all a lot of us fail but we have not really been taught that it's okay to fail my question to you is what have been some of your learnings from some of your mistakes or your failures
1: so you know the you know failure is uh,
0: nowadays you know uh,
1: people like to glamorize it mm. say boss is okay you can fail you can do this do that right mm. but the, the real bottom line is What is the degree of failure? Hmm. Okay, if the damn failure puts you on road, there's nothing glamorous about that. Correct. Okay, Okay. the guy who's going through it knows. Now, the other thing is, yeah, I'm saying if something doesn't work, Hmm. you just go on and do something else. Hmm. Hmm. That's all. Okay.
0: Okay. And my last question to you you know for all the thousands of people who will listen to you and me talking you you as you mentioned you are a quintessential entrepreneur what would your advice be to a young individual who's starting off their journey as an entrepreneur
1: so my uh, advice is very simple i would say somebody who's thinking of becoming an entrepreneur I would just tell them go get started. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Mm. Because uh, it is impossible to figure out all this stuff uh, until you start. Mm. And a lot of people, they spend too much time in trying to micro analyze everything. They feel they have to have everything covered before they do it. Mm -hmm. And then they either never end up doing it or it's just too late or they never get comfortable. Right. So I would suggest do it and don't, don't keep looking for that bright idea that you think that uh, nobody else has. Okay. Okay. I mean, I started a real estate company by no stretch of imagination that is a bright idea mm. <laughs> or was a bright idea when I started it. Well said.
0: Well said. Prakash, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I wish you and QVC lots and lots of success.
1: Thank you so much. Great talking
0: to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals.